Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, this is Power Card, aka Project Pat, and you're listening to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast, the best Ravens podcast on the planet. It's pretty incredible. In fact, it's La Marvelous. Thank you guys. All right, we are back. It is the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast, and it is Tuesday. December 1st, already into December. Look at that. Technically recording this on Monday night, November 30th. My name is Jake Luke. I'm joined by Spencer Schultz. Uh, it has been a little while since we recorded, uh, maybe about a week or so. We were planning on getting an episode out around Thursday of last week when the Baltimore Ravens were supposed to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in a uh, Sunday night football matchup that happened on a Thursday that uh, was then postponed to a Sunday that was then postponed to a Monday uh, that was then postponed, I think, to a Tuesday and then postponed to a Wednesday. So a Sunday night football presentation that was supposed to be on all of those days that is going to be on a Wednesday afternoon at 3.40 p.m. uh, Thanks, you know, in part to, let's just say it, a, a shitty Christmas tree situation, a Christmas tree hey, that nobody hey, likes. They got some real celebrities there, okay? It's I'm sure. The Rockefeller freaking Christmas, okay? I like to watch that every year. God bless the Rockefellers and all their uh, their moral upstanding, uh, you know, um, grandstanding that they can and will do on society. But, you know, the Rockefeller Center and the tree, I love it typically. I've been there a few times. It's, you know, it's great to look at. But this year, the tree is awful, first of all. I don't know if anyone saw that going around Twitter the other day, but it's not looking good. So... In deference to NBC, which you don't usually see these networks having the NFL over a barrel, the NFL decided to back down a little bit and say, yeah, you know what? Wednesday night, we'll give you your little tree lighting situation, and we're going to be doing this game inexplicably. it's a pretty big tree. It's not a little tree. Don't demean the tree, okay? It's a big tree. It's just very sparse. It's not a good-looking, healthy tree. It looks like a tree that came down with a case of COVID, if we're being quite frank, because it, it looks beat to shit. But I think I hopefully summed up kind of what this whole experience has been like as a Ravens fan for the last little bit less than a week or so. It's been one of the weirdest weeks in franchise history. Week We're going to so, week or so week or so about Schreiner. a week or so a week or so. It's been uh, one of the strangest weeks as a fan that I can remember following this team. Uh, we're going to get into that with a little bit of a summation, but how is it? Uh, how's it been for you, bud? I know um, 
you've been working today. I was too, obviously, with the day job. How's it? How's it been going? They postponed this. They postponed that. I mean, they call me Post Malone at this point. Oh, hey, get the papers. Get the papers. At this point, it's just gotten so ridiculous that I like. I just wanted to go so poorly and so be a monstrosity of an event. I hope that like. I hope John Harbaugh comes out with like a green face and is just like coughing up blood and RG3 is like throwing up on the sideline. Gus Edwards is like the only raging bull left. And if they play the, if they play this game on Wednesday at high noon, essentially <laughs> Wednesday afternoon football, the fucking uh, it gets me going. I, I, it kind of, you know, it makes me a little horny that like, you know, nobody's going to be able to watch. It's like this private little affair. It's like this little peep show, like 3.40 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Like, who, People are going to watch, of course, but it's just the fact that, I don't know, there's just so many of the fact that's that I could get into. Number one, why does it have to be on NBC? Does it have to be on NBC? Just because they, you know, they had it or whatever. Like uh, it they, was they there. It was literally looking. It. it was NBC looking. doesn't fucking want it. It was looking so like the biggest, best, like, like best time slot of the year, Thanksgiving night, the this great battle between two heavyweights. It has been so mutilated and disformed since then that you might be right. They might be better to just offload it to like true TV. I saw that floating around Twitter. That would be a good spot for it. It's uh yeah, true TV would you can wedge it right in between uh the freak I can't even think the impractical so impractical jokers. Impractical jokers I will never forgive you. Instead, we get a nice double header. You get uh Matt Nay of the Baltimore Ravens against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then we get blessed by Dolly Parton, Megan Trainer, the Goo Goo Dolls, Kelly Clarkson, Brett Elkridge, and Tori Kelly. They're gonna be lighting a tree up. It's a double header on Wednesday. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> It's insane, man. It's going to be so strange. Um, you mentioned uh, Gus Edwards is the last Raging Bull. I now picture uh, shout out to Bobby De Niro at the end of Raging Bull spoilers when he's like talking himself into the mirror and like his his whole life is just falling apart. And he's like, come on, Hoga. And he's like, you know, punching the air and then uh, just watch Boogie Nights, kind of a little bit of a uh, reference to that at the end, except Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg pulls out his uh, monstrously sized dick. Uh, so maybe, you know, Gus could draw on some inspiration of some great men. Gus, like Jake LaMotta. Jake LaMotta slash Dirk Diggler, uh, Gus Edwards situation. Um, we're, we're totally fucking off the rails just like this week has been. It's been a weird week. We're both pretty tired, but we're here to do our job. We have to preview this game. I don't know how the fuck we're going to do it. The Ravens are out essentially half their roster. It has been a strange week. They haven't had much practice at all. I think they got their first in-person walkthrough in today, I think. But we're going to go through the timeline. So I guess without further ado, we can get into that if you're ready. Go for it. This per Jamison Hensley of ESPN. So let me pull this up here. So it all starts Thursday, November 19th. A strength and conditioning coach for the Ravens tested positive, according to a source. He didn't report symptoms and didn't always wear a mask inside the team facility, the source added. To make matters worse, a coach didn't wear his tracking device at all times, which made it more difficult to determine, quote-unquote, high-risk close contacts. I added in there, it was later found out to be Steve Saunders. Plenty of activity on old Steve's uh, Twitter feed there to suggest he was anti-COVID restrictions in Pennsylvania, where I think he lives. (laughs) So Thursday, November 19th, what is kind of your general consensus on all of this? Uh, I was like, all right, well, Steve Saunders is 
being a freaking, you know, fanook out there. And he has tweeted stuff about restrictions and whatnot and yada, yada, yada. So at, at first, before before you know it, Steve Saunders it just sounds bad. It's like, you know, there's people not following protocol, whatever. Uh, and I think I overreacted a little bit. I was like, oh, well, you know, this is messed up, blah, 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 blah. I still think the Ravens should be fined for sure at this point. Uh, if they, I mean, if, if they lost a draft pick, I, w- I would be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like, still, I feel that way. Like, whatever punishment the, that the the Shield has for the Ravens, I short of it being like a third-round pick, I would be like, okay, yep, that makes sense. Like, fine. Because having someone that is being a – freaking nerd about wearing a mask what as a dork what absolute dork like you i don't care what i, I like nerds is. man i do not like dorks i mean I, I took an uber today i wore a freaking mask like you just do it it's not <laughs> your job is not the place to make your stand and especially when your job is to be in a gym where everyone touches everything and it's forced air and the biggest takeaway for me from this whole thing is that the NFL apparently is like the epidemiology uh, experts of the world. And they know things that no one else knows about transmission times and all that stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, freaking three days from now, this will happen and that will happen. Like, yes. Oh, it can't be from the first outbreak because we've had a quarantine for this. Like, shut down. Okay. Yeah. You guys know everything. They're just making shit up. Everything that the NFL does for COVID is strictly at face value and for being PC and people pleasers and all of that crap. The irony of a disease that is spread by contact, by sweat, by, you know, droplets coming from your lungs that contain the disease, the virus, pardon me. And then it's just so ironic this whole time. It's been ironic, but at this point it's just reached ahead where it's like, all right, yeah, Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram take handoffs, get tackled, you know, run into people, dap people up. Like it's a contact. It is the most contact sport other than like any sort of fighting. And they're like, oh yeah, well, these guys are close contacts of these two. It's like, they're all, they're all close contacts. They're all close contacts. You, the football gets thrown around from one person to another. Like the, it gets spread every which way. And it's like, this person's close contacts. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Lamar's not a close contact of the running backs. Like, yeah, okay, man, that makes sense. And it's all this horse and pony show. They wear these little buzzy vibrator things that apparently no one's wearing. And I You, like you were telling me that you use a buzzy vibrator thing like a lot in other different contexts, like right before we yeah, started recording. I trim, when I trim my hair, I've used a buzzy vibrator. Okay. And at this point, it's just so absurd that they want to have this little high horse about everything and – if you wanted to go to any team, if you really wanted to, you could go to any team. It's like they say you can call holding on any play, which is true. You can go anywhere and someone's violating COVID COVID protocols at any time. Do I think that that exonerates Ravens? No, but it's just impossible to follow all of it. And the NFL is basically, the NFL followed the same kind of methodology that like the American healthcare system has. It's like, Instead of trying to prevent someone from having a heart attack through a healthy diet and exercise and making that, you know, implementing that, they they just want you to have the heart attack so they can push the drugs on you. Like they don't end up taking any action. They just keep pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it the off. The whole focus on it is and what's kind of annoying about it is they're so focused on optics and you can tell because like 
every week and like I like Shefty. He's a pro's pro, but like every week he's coming out and like, oh, by the way, NFL, the only league to not postpone a game yet. And you can tell he's like kind of carrying their water a little bit. And I don't know if he's putting it out there to appease some of his sources within the league, but he's doing that every well, you week. You can tell that he did. You can tell that he got uh, bitched at about the Rockefeller tree thing. Yeah. Because he, he originally tweeted it. He was basically like, it felt like he was getting at saying like, oh, like they're having, they're taking this tree ceremony instead of the, the football game. And like 45 minutes later, he's like, oh, the Rockefeller tree will feature Brett Elkridge, Kelly Clarkson, the Goo Goo Dolls, like blah, blah, blah. Someone was like, hey, man, don't talk down on that. That's that's NBC's big, one of NBC's big events. And it all just like, feels like this big pointed move to like just have the NFL's PR be good, which has been their approach to every crisis that they faced before this for pretty much our entire life. So it's not surprising, but it is annoying when we get to this crescendo point where a team was undoubtedly going to have this happen. Of fucking course, it's the goddamn Ravens who we have to deal with and watch every week. And uh, we're right in the middle of it right now. And uh, we're seeing the ineffectiveness and sort of the, you know, I don't want to say that like the people running the NFL are bad people or anything, but they're just there to protect their bottom line. They're just there to justify their wages and having good PR. And apparently to them, that means not postponing a game, even though you could probably pretty easily doing it by just canceling the Pro Bowl week or whatever that, Spit that gap week in between the championship they games and the even Super Bowl. Anything, just push it back. Yeah, like yeah. A bunch of fans going and stuff. Like, I think the idea would be the only I, argument I could see is that there's stuff scheduled for the Super Bowl. But like, why would there be this year in Tampa with COVID having broken out so early, like in the year in the calendar year? Like, it just doesn't seem like logistically it would be that hard. But they just want to. You, you write the Super Bowl weekend in pencil. Yeah, yeah. Like it felt like they did. There was this whole discussion. I can't recall exactly when, but it felt like it was like week six or five when they were like, oh, the the owners unanimously voted to approve an 18th week and expand it to 18 playoffs. And it was like, okay, good job, guys. You made preparation for this shit to happen. And then, oh, look, wait, no, you didn't. And the irony of it in the end is that, I mean, we, I guess we we're going to go through like a timeline. We kind of skipped on it, but. No, we're, end, we're still, we're still on it. You can keep, keep going. We'll we'll get back to it. But yeah. in the end, like the thing that is so funny to me is that this game was supposed to be played on Thursday, last Thursday. <laughs> it is now going to be played six days later. And it's still part of later. And it's still part of that week. Right. Instead of just th- being like, all right, they're having a COVID outbreak. Let's push this shit down the road. Skip a week, give a week, whatever. Week 18, a bye, whatever. The players want another bye anyway. Like, why would you not give a unanimous league-wide buy at the end of the season when it's clearly getting so bad? The Colts had Buckner and, like, four other players out. The Steelers have James Conner get it and uh, to it and a couple other players as well. There's t- teams all around. Lympho- lymphoma survivor James Conner c- comes down with COVID. And, you know, I, I don't want to, like, turn this into a Steelers fan, Steelers player row session, but they were getting a little bitchy about it and like moving and stuff, kind of ignoring the fact that this is just an unprecedented situation and there's not a lot you can do. And the virus doesn't really They're care because it happened to him twice and it hasn't happened to another team twice. So it's the, the woe is me. And at the end of the day, it's like, you're 10 and oh, shut the fuck up. Just get your shit together. Shut your mouth. It's fine to me. Like, it's fine to say like, man, this fucking sucks. But like, it seems like they were pointedly against the Ravens and like, Oh, they didn't like follow whatever. Like they didn't do it. It's like, guys, like you can follow all the protocols and everything. They they shit together. Yeah. It's like, okay. Like I'm sure you guys were all following the protocols. Mike Tomlin was fined and the the Steelers were fined after the Ravens game. So there is a fucked up 
possibility of, and I'm not saying this is, I'm saying there is one out of the 100,000 parallel fucking universes where, you know, the Steelers ended up breaking protocol and, and transmitted this, like whatever, who knows how any of it works, but they got fined in early November for not following protocol. And then they want to sing like little, you know, yellow and black songbirds about, oh, woe is me, blah, 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 blah. And I think Mike Tomlin is the only one that has been, you know, respectable this whole time. He's kind of kept his mouth shut about it and uh, not made a big deal about anything, kept kept mum is the word. And they just have all these young little TikTokers running around trying to talk a bunch of shit. Yeah, like Tomlin, 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 obviously like a really, really like nice guy, good head on his shoulders. Like these other fucking clowns, like especially Ebron, like that guy just doesn't shut the fuck up about, about anything. Like, and he hasn't like... I don't know. I don't want to turn this into like him being a player because like I couldn't hold his jock as a football player, but like he just, you know, figure it out, dude. Yeah, like, and it's then Vince Williams eventually is like, I don't care. I just hope all those boys are okay. Which I appreciated. Then you had like Ramon Foster coming out and joking about it today. And then he was he kind of tried to backtrack on it and then like little oh, TikTok juju like bitching. And then it's like, dude, like, can you just fucking get your head out of your ass and realize that we're in a pandemic and this stuff is going to happen and it is unprecedented? Like, can we just all have a little bit of patience and understanding with one another. It's, you know, it, I don't know. It's, it's just me trying to project my own like feelings about where the world should be and where it's never going to be, unfortunately. And they're a conduit for that. And they're also the team that I hate the most. So that's just where we're at. But continuing on the timeline, I guess we got off the rails a little bit there. So Sunday, November 22nd, Running backs J.K. Dobbins and Ingram tested positive for COVID-19 just hours after the Ravens' emotional 30-24 to overtime loss to the, to the Titans. These are the first reported cases of the week involving Ravens players in what would become one of the largest outbreaks in the league. Monday, November 23rd, the Ravens' team facility is closed in the morning, but the NFL authorized Baltimore to reopen in the afternoon. After virtual team and position group meetings, the team... <laughs> The team conducted a walkthrough during which everyone wore masks. Got to get that in there. We all knew that us playing football would put us at a bigger risk, Matt Judon said after the walkthrough. We knew we could obviously get the virus, and we all knew that this wasn't something to be played around with. Pause. I need to pause you right there. That is one of my biggest points. Yeah, yeah, me too. They got to opt out. They basically signed up and were like, all right, yeah, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to end up with COVID. Like, that's likely. We're not in a bubble, and we're going to go play. At the end, like I, I had COVID. It rocked me. A lot of I know multiple people who didn't do anything to. Every person's experience, it feels like, is different. Who knows? Whatever. Some random people attacking me, saying my immune system's terrible because of blah, blah, whatever. But yeah, those people can fuck off. By the way, like anyone who think literally the NFL is just closing shit to save face. Like they don't actually give a shit if anyone gets it or not, or else they wouldn't have played. Yeah. It. <laughs> That, that's kind of what it comes back to for me is like the guys that signed up for this knew what they were signing up for and they knew that an outbreak could potentially happen no matter what protocols were followed, not followed, whatever, which is where I come back to the Steelers, like pointing fingers and like, you know, doing the whole judgment of the other two. It's like, guys, like this could have happened to you and it kind of did happen to you like just a few hours after you were getting all bitchy on social media. So it just goes to show that Mother they, Nature they got karma and humble pie so fast yeah. and shut their mouths so fast. And it's just ironic because if the NFL would have done what all the little Steelers fans wanted and, been, and made them play on Thursday, then what would have happened? The Steelers would have blamed the Ravens for giving them COVID. 
yeah, you just, they want their cake and eat it too. They want to play a decimated team, which is fine. Whatever. I'm not even complaining about the competitive balance. The Ravens got the virus. What are you going to do? They should, you know, play with whatever they've got, but you have to contain the virus first. That's all it was about. That's all it was ever about. That's why it's on Wednesday. It seems ridiculous. And like I said on Twitter, like I'm, I'm done defending it at this point. Like I know it looks weird from the outside in and I know fans are going to look at it and kind of take whatever they want to take from it. But you're just burying your head in the sand if you're like trying to act like the league is trying to benefit Baltimore in any way. But continuing on Monday, November 3rd, uh, outside linebacker Pernell McPhee, who always ended his media sessions this season by saying, stay positive, test negative, becomes the third player to test positive. Sick burn there by Jamison. Uh, nose tackle Brandon Williams is identified as a high risk close contact and is put on the reserve COVID-19 list. It, that's that's a mega tough scene there, throwing the little stay positive, test negative thing in there. Poor Purnell. What a good guy. He doesn't deserve that. Uh, Tuesday, November 24th, the team facility is shut down a second time at noon. By that time, the Ravens had already conducted meetings and another on-field workout, a source confirmed. At this point, the Ravens were still scheduled to leave the next day for Pittsburgh for their Thanksgiving night game at Heinz Field. The team had chartered an extra plane to increase social distancing, flex, then three more players, defensive end Calias Campbell, starting center Patrick McCarty, and backup center Matt Skura, interesting, tested positive. There's also a report that third-string quarterback Trace McSorley, who was already on the list after being identified as a close contact last week, also tested positive. That brings Baltimore's positive tests for players to seven. This is where shit starts to get a little weird. Wednesday, November 25th. At 12.50 p.m. Eastern Time, the NFL announced that the Thursday night game between the Ravens and the undefeated Steelers was being moved to Sunday afternoon. The decision comes 31 hours before the scheduled kickoff. It has since been moved again to Tuesday night. That evening, the Ravens released a one-sentence statement that a staff member was disciplined for conduct surrounding the recent COVID-19 cases that have affected players and staff at the Ravens. A source confirmed that this was the strength and conditioning coach who had tested positive last week and didn't follow league COVID-19 protocols. Defensive end Jihad Ward, who was expected to replace McPhee, who was on the reserve COVID-19 list, tested positive. He is the eighth Ravens player to get infected. A position coach as well as a support staff member also tested positive. So shit got really weird on Wednesday. It continued to just be pushed back and pushed back. And it was just like, why did, I don't get why they wanted it played on Sunday. That was the first like annoying factor because it felt so inevitable that it wasn't going to be played on Sunday. It was going to be played Monday or Tuesday. And at that point, why not just push it to Tuesday? Why not just push it a little bit first, like, and give yourself time to really put the devil in the details and, and figure out a contingency plan. It was just like, I don't know. It just felt like people were getting upset because of that. So in the end, it was kind of silly to, to expect the game to have ever been played on Sunday. And I think that kind of caught people like getting emotional about it and whatever. But at the same time, the NFL should have just been like, yeah, it's getting played maybe Monday, probably Tuesday, like if things go well, whatever. And then it's just ironic because the entire time the Ravens are just not practicing, not practicing, not allowed in the building, not practicing, not practicing, not practicing. And it just slowly racks up days to the point where, uh, according to our boy Florio, they're going to have a wildcat, <laughs> a Ronnie Brown strike. strike. Yeah, that's sick. That's a sick take. He definitely just like he was 
looking for some sort of like term. So he's rifling through his old law books and he's like, oh, wildcat strike. That sounds fucking sick. I'm going to run with that. I liked it. It fit the context. It was the right usage, but it was just like, all right, you're, you're being, you're being Mike Floyd. Mike just loves flexing the, the lawyer stuff. That's what I love about him. He has the perfect haircut of an attorney as well. He really does. But it, it just was felt, it felt inevitable the entire time that they were not going to play. I, uh, I want to say they're still not going to play. Like, I want to say they're still not going to play. It's possible. I mean, the way things have gone, like, it wouldn't shock if I, me. If I had to bet, if I had to bet, are they going to play or not? I would, mm, I, it's tough. I think I'm really 50 50 on whether they're going to play or not at this point. And this is Monday night going into Tuesday. So we'll see how it pans out. I think there's a good shot they do, but the the lack of decisiveness and kind of spine showed in trying to have this like stupid little optimistic weather of it and and being like, yep, it's oh, we'll play Sunday, we'll play Monday, we'll play Tuesday. Like, just push the game. Just push the game. Push it. As far as possible, as quickly as possible, give everyone involved time. It, there's nothing to lose. There's literally nothing to lose. There's drops in a bucket to lose monetarily, and at the same time, who knows? I mean, how many? Who knows how many Ravens are like sick or not? I know Willie Sneed was like, "Thank God for Theraflu." Campbell. I mean, he's got a quote coming up here about how brutal it is for him, and that's a dude who is like a literal specimen. Yes, a behemoth man. And so it's it's going to have long-term ramifications. I don't care what anyone says. You know, Von Miller said he couldn't – Von Miller does have asthma, but Von Miller was like, I couldn't breathe right for three months after I had it. I felt the same way. I'm not Von Miller. I felt the same way from bronchitis, and I'm pretty sure bronchitis isn't as bad as COVID. I got bronchitis when I had COVID. Like I have the, 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 that's a tough my physician was My physician was like, yeah, you have fluid in your lungs, and, I, and took an x-ray to make sure I didn't have pneumonia. And it was like within a day, within one day of me feeling sick at all, they were like, you might have pneumonia. Yeah, I think that's like a lot of people that get bronchitis get like pleurisy for a little bit after, which I think happened to me too. Um, yeah, it's it's not good. Um, but I guess moving well, on. Your quarterback, your like all of your best, pretty much all of your best players. Your entire starting player. roster. Got, like we can just approach and it Marlon had it like weeks ago. Yeah. Too. Yep. And, and I feel like, you know, I don't know. He hasn't played great and I, would, I don't want to go saying, you know, he can't breathe or something but i wouldn't be surprised if it if it set him back just a little time like i said at the time like i didn't want to be mr conspiracy but like it wouldn't shock me like it looked like zeke was a little sluggish he had obviously had his struggles before this season and stuff like that also just knock it knocks you out of your rhythm of of going to practice and what you're doing and everything like yeah there's many there's levels to this shit there is thursday november 26th the ravens outbreak creates its biggest headline when lamar jackson tested positive he is among the four latest ravens players to test positive along with a staff member a source said the ravens believe jackson was infected sunday when he took snaps from Macari during the game and was in close contact with dobbins and ingram because his locker is right next to theirs a source said under league rules jackson will quarantine for 10 days which means he would miss sunday night's game or would miss Sunday's game against Pittsburgh as well as Thursday night's game against the Dallas Cowboys. This was written before that game was rescheduled. It looks like he might be back for that uh, now that it's on a Tuesday, I think. Uh, in a span of five days, Baltimore has had 12 players test, top, test positive. Ravens coach John Harbaugh told his players they wouldn't return to the team facility until Monday at the earliest in the interest of team safety. We just want to contain this outbreak. Speaking from experience, 
You don't want to catch COVID, Campbell wrote on Twitter. This virus is brutal. I pray no one else has to go through this. This is bigger than football. So this, like Thursday night, it completely went off the fucking rails. What was your reaction? I remember exactly where I was sitting when I read that Lamar got COVID. I think I read it literally a second after I think Shefty put it out. And it just fucking... It was just the ultimate. It was Thanksgiving it was just, night. Like, oh my God, it was, it was brutal. It's just news you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear that the, you know, the franchise quarterback has COVID. You don't want to hear that. It's not ideal. Uh, it was just like, well, shit, you know, what are they going to do now? And it was just more and more and more. And it, sh- it sh- kind of just showed that no one was above it. Like everyone was going to get it, that it was an uncontained. He was just the, he was the exclamation point on the shit show. Uh, and for me, it was like, all right, well, great. He's out. They're going to try. The Steelers are going to cry as much as they can to try and get RG3 and and uh, get this decimated Ravens team as much as they can. And everybody's going to want to point fingers. And then, it started this whole thing, this whole this whole little theory of, oh, the, the NFL doesn't want the Ravens to play without Lamar. Like they don't they don't want the Ravens to have to play without Lamar. I was like, oh shut the fuck up. He has COVID. I like how you're getting into the Trump impression there a little bit. It, it was just the whatever. That, that wasn't a tr- that wasn't me doing Trump. It was just like the what my voice of what everyone who starts trying to say that there is some sort of coup going on so the Ravens don't have to play without Lamar Jackson it was like bro they should have pushed the game from the beginning to week 18 they should have made a week 18 pushed it back and then give every playoff team a bye week give or give none of them a bye week or what the fuck ever like the fact that it's being played I mean that would that would honestly probably that might help them in the coming weeks when god forbid this might happen to another team this virus is Bucking its head. They might not want to open a can of worms that way. They might not want teams being like, hey, what the fuck, postpone our game. But at the same time, give them one. Give them all one. Or just make the week, and then if this virus causes another outbreak in another locker room, you have it there. the football season. You have it there for them to use if they need it. Like, that's just what I'm saying. Like, just have it be a fucking safety valve. Start with this game, and then if other games need it, there it is. Like, that's all I'm saying. It gets, I think it gets sticky in terms of teams getting mad about why aren't they getting it and why aren't they having the opportunity to push it. So they would need to have some spine and set some real guidelines. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, you're you're banking on... In response to that, you would be banking on Roger Goodell growing a set of balls and like actually doing something proactive, even though it means like having bad optics because, oh, we didn't do that for San Francisco. Well, so what? Like, should they just make the same mistake again because they made the mistake? San Francisco had one positive test. The Broncos and San Francisco combined. Those are the two. Yeah, the the Broncos. Two positive tests and one of which was a false positive. And if the Ravens had one positive test, they would have played on Thursday. If they would have had one test and three guys, they would have played on Thursday and this would be over. But they didn't. I wish that's what happened. I wish they played. I wish this was over with. I wish that we could move on. We've been at like a standstill. So do I. It feels like it feels to me like the longer they drag this out, the worse it is for them for that Cowboys game. Sure. um, That's part of it. But I just I just want it. I want it over with. I want it done. I want to move on past the COVID shit. And they are doing everything they can to draw it out and make it into a, an ordeal. And it's just like this parallel universe. I feel like I'm living in where like, <laughs> it's just so silly. 
it's so silly. I tweet silly season. That's the hashtag. Hashtag silly season. It is silly season. It's just so silly that they that I feel like I'm dreaming. Like there's a pandemic going on in the NFL, and Adam Schefter is just tweeting like, "Oh, so and so is out," and you know this team has to have their game pushed back, and and this is happening now, and and it's a pandemic. And this you ever like virus? You and, ever like feel a little like maybe a little depressed or something when you're like hungover and you're like, man, it's like Mercury Mercury in retrograde or something. Like what's going on here? It kind of feels like that with this a little bit. It's uh, it's strange. It's like it's like people say there's a crazy reaction as a result of a full moon and the full gravity of the moon and everything and and whatever. But it uh, it feels like the opposite. It feels like the gravity has been sucked out and we're just like flaccidly floating by. We gotta we gotta get John Mayer in here to bring it back. We do. We do. Gravity. And now we're at just at this point where it's like, all right, they've delayed the game a week instead of just pushing it all the way to the end of the season. So now they're playing it a week late on one day's practice. But it's the same week or whatever. The snow is going to be sick. I hope it's a fucking foot of snow. I think it's supposed to snow tomorrow as in Tuesday. We're going to get hit here. I think too. Great. I don't mind it. I mean, I don't have to like deal with it not going into work these days. So I, I, I'm a big a snow guy for the aesthetic. I don't know if it's, it, it might be want to hit the old slopes, but you're all, you were uh, telling me you were hitting the slopes this weekend um, in the bathroom with some friends. Well, we don't have to get into that, but yeah, the, the, at the crazy freaking <laughs> nothing that I go to or do. <laughs> but, it's not uh, your fault. It's it's just at this point, I just want it over with. I want it done with. I want to stop talking about it. I don't care. Take a draft pick. Take a fine. Don't take a draft pick. Don't take a fine. Play, push it, whatever. Whatever. Post Malone, postpone. Freaking, I'm done. Gabagool. Friday, November 27th, the Week 12 game between the Ravens and Steelers is moved from Sunday to Tuesday. Further, Baltimore is now scheduled to play Host to the Cowboys at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday, December 7th. Will Holden, a practice squad player who suited up for the Ravens last game, tested positive. It's the sixth straight day of at least one. That one actually test. was the first one that really pissed me off. It was like, what are they even gonna like do at this point? Like at that point, it was like no Fluker, no uh Holden, no Makari, no Skura. Like, what the f- like of course of course it was just insult to injury. That one for me hurt me because I really like buckled down and kind of watched his performance kind of, you know, put the, put the old magnifying glass on him and was pretty impressed. I thought he did really well. And I was just like, of course, even the practice squad tackle that comes up and plays not that bad is going to get it and be unable to play. And who knows when this game is ever going to be played. And we were supposed to have a guest on here. Who knows? Maybe we'll have him. Maybe we won't. John Ledger. Yeah. He's a draft guy. We'll get him on here for the the report. We were supposed to have on and, Right before we were going to interview him, he was like, he was like, well, yeah, we could do this or, you know, feels like it's going to get postponed, so we probably shouldn't. And he was like, then afterwards, he was like, yeah, you know, he was like, if it's going to get played Sunday, let's do it before that. But I have a, this was, he was very predictive of it. He was, that was like Monday or Tuesday. And he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't even think it's going to get played Sunday. But he said, he said that I was like, yeah, okay, dude, like whatever. Like, I don't know if we need to get that pessimistic. And then uh, look at me, my optimism just kills me again. That happens way too often. Yeah, exactly. And it it uh it's just been such a long ordeal, like nine, ten days at this point of every day feels like there's there's never good news. 
They've had at least they have had come back or whatever, but there's just no good news. They've had at least one positive every day since I think they had their first one. But Saturday, November 28th, two Pro Bowl players, Andrews and Judon, that is Mark Andrews and Matt Judon, two of their best players, tested positive. Andrews is one of two current NFL players with type 1 diabetes. The Ravens placed six more players on the reserve COVID-19 list. Holden, linebacker Jalen Ferguson, OT DJ Fluker, DT Broderick Washington, CB Khalil Dorsey, and CB Tavon Young. The Ravens have placed 18 players on the list in the past 16, six days. Not that great. Point, I was like, the Ravens are faking it. <laughs> it was like, yeah, this like, is, this is, this is almost like too absurd. Like, they were just like, yeah, yank the remaining good players out. Yank, yeah. yank the, the people who haven't had it yet and will be, you know, viable starters. Let's just pull them from the equation. It's like, yeah, the uh, it's like an Uncle Chap tweet. It's like, no, that's that's a little too ridiculous. All right, I'm not going to believe that. Like, yeah, I don't believe the Judon and Andrews one. That's yeah. that's where the that's where it smells like we're walking past a fish market. I'm I'm woo. Good morning, ladies. Sunday, November 29th, Sneed four tested positive. He was the seventh starter on Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore offense to either test positive or get identified as a high risk close contact. This marked the eighth straight day of at least one positive test for the Ravens. Now, now my tinfoil hat's on. I'm like, all right, this is a fucking coup. You go to that pretty quickly, to be fair. But you know, share lollipops and vomit on each other, and is like, all right, we're gonna do this up. We're gonna do this big. We're getting week 18, boys, and that's that's what the the uh, the old depths of Twitter think is happening. Where are the rose hips? Where are the bioflavonoids? Break them out. Because you're going to dig deep fuel, and you're going to fight fuel and beat only this. It burns to 1,357 degrees Fahrenheit. And in order to melt those rods, it would have needed to be at least 2,752 degrees Fahrenheit. I can't breathe, okay? Good. Uh, Monday, November 30th. The Ravens had their 9.30 a.m. morning practice canceled by the NFL a day before their scheduled game in I Pittsburgh. Think it was, I think it was Jay Glazer's, like, Picture that he tweeted like, I love Jake Lee. Jay's he's, the fucking man, dude. He's so dramatic about things in such like a man. And he way. talks in such a fucking awesome way. He's just totally jacked, looks like a thumb, reports great news, was on ballers a lot. Really fucking cool guy. Does great work for uh, veterans too. Check out his uh, his charity. So he's like, picture. he said, picture this, I'm pretty sure. Picture, picture this. 9.30 a.m. Ravens trickle in to the indoor facility, it's raining outside, it's pouring outside. RG3 starts getting warmed up, and shortly after, the Ravens are informed that they must leave the facility and go home. Make no mistake, <laughs> I live on the same road as the facility. It was pissing when I woke up, and this is like right around that time. He's not wrong. Right. So it's just dumping. The players drag themselves in there to go have some rinky-dink fucking walk. The Monday through. after Thanksgiving. Like, imagine Monday you- after Thanksgiving. Without half of their team there, just the most depressing, stupid, fumbling thing. And they're like, all right, yeah, get the, get out of here. Shoo. Bye. Everybody leave. We're done. The league was awaiting results of the latest test before allowing the players to practice. A source added, the Ravens waited most of the day not knowing whether they would practice, practice again that afternoon and board a plane to play the NFL's only undefeated team. The day ended with the game between AFC North rivals getting moved <laughs> For the third time in six days, Baltimore hasn't had a full team practice since November 20th, a span of 10 days. The Ravens issued a statement about the latest post moment. As we continue to follow the advice of the NFL's medical professionals, 
or as we continue to follow the advice of the NFL's health experts as well as the Ravens' medical professionals, we are preparing for our game against the Steelers. This evening, we hosted a safely distanced walkthrough conditioning session at the Under Armour Performance Center. Players arrived already prepared to work out on the field, and they did not enter the locker room or training room. We intend to hold another walkthrough session on Tuesday in preparation for traveling to Pittsburgh Tuesday evening. The game was, of course, re- rescheduled for Wednesday afternoon at 3.40, so as to avoid conflict with the NBC's airing of the tree lighting ceremony at Rockefeller Center. So that's where we're at now. Yeah, and at this point, I just want it over with. I want it done with. Push it, play it, bop it, twist it, pull it. I don't fucking care. So rip it. It's, it's just been such a pitiful... It's not too display late. by the NFL over time. Over it's been so spineless and indecisive, wishy-washy. Anything, any other adjective you can think of to say that they have just fucked this up every way possible. And you know, I mean, the Ravens. It did start with Steve Saunders allegedly. Allegedly, it did start with Steve Saunders not following protocol. So that's you know, that's one thing. But in the end. It didn't matter because the NFL refused to take the lead and decide what was going to happen. And they've just dilly-dallied and bitten their nails and bided time. And at this point, it's it's a joke. And it's just become a it's become a joke. I, I think everybody is just pretty sick of it or laughing at it. Like I th- I think it's hilarious how how poorly they've managed this. It seems like honestly like I don't want to get political. I mean, I think anyone could agree with the fact that it seems like a microcosm of how this country has handled this whole thing. Right. They don't they're chickens with their heads cut off. They're afraid to make a move and they uh they don't, you know, they don't lay down the law and be like, "Look, we're going to push this shit, push this shit or we're going to play it." And like uh, Judon said they signed up for it, but our guy's sick. I mean, how many of those guys are just, how many of those guys are too sick to play? Probably some of them, I would think, you know, not none of them, but do something, man. Just get it over with, get this out of the way so that it's not this dragged out week long talking point stain on, on the entirety. And once it, once whatever happens, happens, it's over and no one cares anymore. But we unfortunately are just living in the the cloud that's still over our heads. So it's, it's what there is to talk about and it sucks, but it's also hilarious at the same time. Not, you know, not the disease itself, but it's just hilarious. I'm just imagining this team of ragtag, you know, the longest yard, Adam Sandler, fucking quarterback running schoolyard bullshit and, and fumble Ruski with Burt Reynolds. And at this point it is just so, preposterous from head to toe the way it happened the things that people have said about it the takes about it the way the Steelers acted about it how long it's taken the lack of I mean the the Ravens were like literally Patrick Queen tweeted like a like a little gif of of someone just sitting on a sidewalk with their bags packed not knowing if they were about to go fly to Pittsburgh to play or not because they literally waited until the last possible second to be like oh no we're gonna push it another day like they're they they're treating people dragging people around. And it's what happened in college football so much more this entire year with teams, you know, canceling their season and then putting their season back on or saying that they were going to play and then bringing everyone to campus and making them quarantine for two weeks and basically sit in like a dorm, uh, almost like a jail cell, 
just alone for two weeks and unable to do anything but take tests and quarantine and then sending kids home and be like, nope, season's canceled. See you guys. And then, oh, all of a sudden the Pac-12 is playing again two months later. They're like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Fuck it. We'll do it. What I will say, people around. what I will say finally on it is that regardless of like the leadership of the organization or the NFL, I am proud of this roster of dudes because like all these other people and other fan bases were calling them whiny and all this stuff. But you look at what Campbell said. I think Derek Wolf was vocal as well. They were saying, we're not doing this shit. Like we're not going to be going and playing in this game and putting ourselves at risk and putting this other team at risk. And yeah, we want to fucking practice. So give us a day of practice. They showed the NFL. They, they put their nuts on the table and the NFL absolutely gave in to them. I don't know if there are many other organizations in the league where players would feel empowered to do that. So I do feel a sense of pride in that. Um, call them whiny, call them whatever you want, but uh, I thought it was pretty badass. So good for them. Also, it looks like we got uh, Jedi Frog jumping into the Periscope chat here. Corona debunked by biochemistry on both YouTube and LBRY.tv. I don't know what that is, but I'll check it out. I'm, I'm in. Cool. I'm in. Send I'm definitely. I'll be, I'll be watching that. Tonight. Definitely going to get me some literature on that if you can. But um, okay, I, it, it's time. Um, we have to try and preview this thing. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what the roster is going to totally look like. Frankly, it looks like I did throw in the notes that. Jake Rogers, former Broncos tackle, claimed off waivers by Baltimore, and Des Bryant officially signed to the 53-man roster. So they got that going for him. That was that. That was uh, the Des Bryant news. Was like the one nice little, nice little glimmer of positivity. It was like good for Des. He's been trying his hardest to be this this sweet guy and uh, a positive person. And I uh, I'm happy for him. I'm very happy for him. That it feels like he feels redeemed and. He probably was in a really dark place, man. It, it's tough when, you know, Booby Miles, I just, all I do is play, all I can do is play football. Um, he probably felt like he was in a dark place, tried to recover, tried to come back with the Saints, tears his Achilles again, sits out for a year and a half. That load, that road took so long for him to travel down and get back and, and be playing on Sundays. So kudos to him. Congratulations to him. I'm, I'm really happy for Dez, a guy I've, I've talked on the show. He was like my, you know, I just like the style of some players. I like how they play. I, I like their persona. And he was my favorite. He's my favorite wide receiver in the NFL for probably like four years, five years. So it's, uh, it's cool. It's really cool to see him in a Ravens uniform. I'm happy for him. And I hope that he continues to uh, get it together and, and find pros- prosperity and happiness for himself and, you know, lead himself down a positive road. Yeah. And he's, you know, he was kind of like, Rick Dalton there reading the book, kind of crying about how useless he is, but he's, he's back in a good spot. He just met Sharon Tate. Um, so he's on the 53. They got this Jake Rogers uh, gentleman. Looks like J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are actually going to be back for this game. I guess the timeline allowed for them to be, so they'll be back. Many Steelers fans are saying that that is going to be the deciding factor in a decisive Ravens win you know it's just what a massive boon for them to get their two starting running backs back but I guess jumping into it first thought about this game I mean, you know obviously one of the weirdest games in NFL history probably just going into it as far as a matchup what what kind of comes to mind first thing that comes to mind is it's a divisional game in uncertain circumstances and for that reason I think it's it's pretty pretty tough to it's easy to be like, oh, Steelers, you know, Steelers, Steelers will blow them out or whatever. It's just tough to get a read on what it's going to be like. These two teams play each other 
and construct their rosters, configure their entire organizations to beat one another. And we saw it last year. And I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. I didn't think that the Ravens were going to freaking drag the Steelers through the mud in week 17. I had no idea. That was in some sloppy, rainy game with RG3 in that. And the Ravens did actually start a lot of their starters that game and then took phased some of them out. I think they had like five or six starters that they, they didn't play at all. But it just goes to show like anything can happen. Anything can happen. And I don't know how to – I don't know what to say about what the Ravens are going to do. RPOs on offense, it feels like they're going to run some read option shit with Gus Edwards. They're going to try to not turn the ball over. Easy throws for RG3. Uh, defensively, you know, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. We, we've talked, we've detailed what the Steelers do. A quick passing game. Uh, I'm not sure if James Conner will be playing. I don't. They have Anthony McFarland and Benny Snell, two capable backs. Um, to it and and uh, freaking Isaiah Bugs. I don't know if they're going to be back, but it's uh, it, you know that quick passing game. Ben gets it out, gets it hot, and see what they can do. If the Ravens don't get flagged for DPIs and are able to kind of contain that passing game, they still have Peters, Jimmy, and Marlon. Jimmy's had a lot of time to rest now. I think that overall, you know, if 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 somehow, you know, all these guys come back and, and COVID doesn't end up having long-term effects on any of these guys in terms of, you know, their conditioning and stamina and all that stuff, a lot of time to heal up, a lot of time to rest at your house and heal up. All those guys that are, that are out and removed and away. Ingram, too. Uh, Ingram's been banged up and he's been, you know, I would assume doing whatever he wants to do at his house and spending time with his family and uh, all that stuff. But at this point in terms of this game, turnovers, penalties, like field position. And if the Steelers can just smack them and, you know, whatever, come out and, and gash the Ravens defense, that's one thing, but it just doesn't, doesn't feel like that's, it's not something they really can do. I, I just don't, it, it even last game last time they played the Ravens lost that, that game because the Steelers got a pick six and had the ball in really fortuitous situations on the field and position of the field several times they drive the length of the field once uh baited by two penalties that were accumulative 35 yards on the Ravens defense and uh I mean they they did what they were supposed to do they put the ball in the end zone but I just think it's tough to know who's going to be on the field and know exactly what it's going to look like. And I think a lot of people thought the bills were going to drum the Titans and that didn't end up happening. So maybe, maybe the Steelers do end up drumming the Ravens just solely because it, uh, there's a lot of factors that make you think that way. And, and football is a, a football is an oblong object that skips up and takes weird hops. And that is uh, physically of the ball as well as of the way the games can go, especially with these weird ass circumstances between teams that know each other as well as, any two teams in the NFL. And uh, at this point, I, I don't have a ton of X's and O's because uh, I don't know who's going to be on the fucking field. I don't know what the coaches are going to try and do other than make it easy for RG3, run the ball, limit turnovers, and uh, buckle down on defense, strap up, play some man, don't blitz because it doesn't fucking do anything if Ben gets the ball out. And uh, it's, that's that's the that's my in-depth analysis. I don't I don't have much for this one. Neither do I. Um, just on the surface, it does feel like they're going to have to go to the bag of tricks. And I tweeted out a video of uh, Mr. Des Bryant throwing his one and only touchdown pass. Left-handed Des Bryant. So let's get Des some touches. Let's get him a couple a little wildcat option throws to a uh, hopefully wide open Luke Wilson or whoever the fuck it's going to be at tight end. Who could say? Yeah, 
it would be fun for them to unleash some trickery, some some resets, some, you know, uh, double wide, you know, get Orlando Brown out at wide receiver and, and that whole thing, do all that shit, whatever. I don't, if the Ravens lose this game, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at them. I don't, you know, you're not expecting a win, but any sort of fun had and, and entertainment value and creativity would be appreciated. Uh, any, any confusion they can lay upon Pittsburgh and, uh, go out and, and do some funky things, but it's just hard when you, those things take preparation. Like the, the, the bag of tricks is not willy nilly. If you don't block on the back end of a double reverse or something, it's a minus 10 and, and possibly a turnover with someone who's not used to, to being in the throwing position. So it's, it's tough to say, but you know, uh, it'll be, you know, uh, you know, it'll be, you know, it'd be sick is if, um, they just don't say anything, and then on the first snap of the game, Tyler Huntley just runs out there, and he's the starting quarterback. That would be sick. Or they like let's let's use some four running back packages. Like, yeah, let's get, do stupid get, shit. Get fucking weird. Just have like Roman like smoke a joint or something, and then go up to the box and just or he'll just hot box the uh, the coordinator His tower. First thought will probably be like, <sighs> the fuck am I taking so long to get these plays in for? This aggression will not stand, man. You cannot blitz me like that. I definitely just went a little big Lebowski there. But yeah, there's... Uh, I was wondering. There's just not... Man, there's just not a lot to break down scheme-wise. So, like, for the Ravens, like, if... You know, let's say a Ravens win somehow miraculously does happen. What will that have looked like, do you think? It looked like they had some spine for once, and that's why I kind of put this in question. Uh, the defense will have to stand on its fingers and toes, all 20, and, you know, strap up, man coverage. Claypool, Juju, Deontay Johnson, can't let them beat you. Uh, you just can't. Anything else, let the tight ends fuck you up. Let let the, let the running game get going for Pittsburgh. Let them run all over you. You simply can't afford to lose this game by the paper cuts and uh, – and letting Ben pick you apart underneath. So this is, you know, uh, McPhee tested positive early on. I don't know if he'll be back, but you still got the edges. Ferguson's back. He was a close contact. You got Ferguson. You got Bowser. Wait, no, Judon is out, isn't he? Yes. So not even. I was going to say you've got all your edges. So they'll have Ngakwe, Bowser, Ferguson. I'm not sure. It. Yeah, I'm not sure up front. That might be it. Brandon Williams will See, be back. See, this is the thing. Like, we don't even know. I don't even know. I don't. I haven't done the calculations of who's going to be back by what day. And there's and also just no on. way to know. Like, you know, God forbid we wake up and somebody else is tested positive. What the hell that's going to be like? Who knows? If that happens, I think they they push the game, or just forfeit or whatever. Like, just <laughs> I don't think there's a world where they forfeit. I agree. I really don't because I, <laughs> I think the only reason they would forfeit is if there was an organizational decision to you know sweep shit under the rug and and as the upper management of of the ravens front office to intentionally not follow protocol or defy protocol or lie about protocol whatever i don't think they want to penalize these players for that unless they're you know being absolute dickheads about it but at this point uh we'll see who they trot out there it's going to be interesting uh, i guess defensively keep it simple man just Rush four, rush five, play man, and let guys try and execute. I guess the corners you can try and rely on. They didn't. They didn't play poorly. They didn't play well last game, last time out. 
Um, I don't know. I guess you got your DBs. That's that's like the one full room. I guess running backs, running backs, DBs, and that's it. No Mark Andrews. No Lamar fucking Jackson. Lamar Jackson's first game missed as a Baltimore Raven, COVID-19. Well, it, first game missed due to like health. He he sat out last year, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like we've been pretty much hitting on it that there's just really no way to kind of analyze the game. So I guess we might as well do some I'm predictions. Sure there's someone somewhere on some podcast trying to conjure up, you know, whatever, but God bless him, but we're not going to fake it. Like I'm not going to, I'm, I'm a very much a Socratic wisdom guy. And, uh, this one is, uh, I'm full on Socrates because this is, uh, uncallable in my opinion, uh, as far as like how the they can- most likely outcome would be the Steelers beat the brakes off the Ravens just because they don't have anyone on their team. Uh, which is what I was hinting at. So how about a little prediction time? We'll go uh, Steelers make it to 11 or no after they talk all their shit. It's like a, I'm going to go 20, 24, 20 Pittsburgh and uh, the Steelers make it to 11 or no and go do all their TikTok dances. And again, they skate out of another decimated team that uh, they couldn't put, couldn't close the door on necessarily, but kept it too close. And it, it makes it worse. It makes it even worse because you kind of would just like to see him get rolled on at least. But having a close loss would be really devastating. And then I think the Ravens come back rested as hell, hopefully. Hopefully everyone's healthy and safe and, and get this season back on track at 6-5. and five. Yeah, what pains me about it is the Steelers are going to, no matter what happens, if they win, they're going to like act like they just beat the fucking 2007 Patriots. Like... <laughs> because of all they've had to go through this week. Like, it's going to be so insufferable, and I'm going to fucking hate them, and stupid Juju and Ebron and all those little clowns, and I'm going to laugh my ass off when the Chiefs just absolutely shove a revolver in their face, pull the trigger, and just end whatever undefeated or whatever record they're at. They're just going to crush their dreams, and I'm going to laugh. But uh, on Wednesday or whenever the fuck this Don't game is going to be. they play like the Bills still? Yeah, well, I don't, whatever. Who cares? Play some, uh, we'll, we'll see. Wednesday we'll or whenever this game is played, uh, I think they're going to be doing that to the Ravens, uh, kind of putting a wounded animal out of its misery. I'm going to go a little Steelers, 34 points, Ravens, 16. I don't think RG3 can move the ball, which is not a recipe for success against a high-scoring team. We shall see. Uh, yeah, feels like, you know, I wouldn't count out some some weird divisional foe magic or devil magic going on, but at the same time, it's it's not. It's a little different. I think I think that game last year has people thinking something, and they just didn't have Big Ben last year. They had rookie, undrafted, and horrible Mason Rudolph playing. So I don't think. They lose, and I don't think they uh, they blow the doors off of them, and we'll see what happens. But it's just it's just hard to get up for a Wednesday afternoon game and be like, "All right, let's let's go, let's go kick their ass!" Like get hyped up for it. I think we see like maybe kind of a flat, stupid, boring game. We've been doing and- this for a year and a half. I don't think at any point when we started doing this or any time since we would. Think that we would be breaking down a 
twice rescheduled Wednesday afternoon, 3.40 p.m. kickoff game. Between, thrice, thrice rescheduled. Thrice rescheduled game between uh, the 6-4 and four Ravens and the 10-0 and o Steelers with Lamar Jackson out with a virus that is ravaging the world. I don't think we would have had that written down on the calendars, but here we are. Here we are. That about does it for me. This has been an exhausting week. As a Ravens fan, it has been a tough one. COVID Lemon is, is not only getting worse in the NFL, but around you know the world, um, this country. So hope everybody stays healthy, stays safe. All you COVID debunkers by biochemistry and YouTube and library TV, uh, I hope you stay safe as well. And I wish everybody the best. So we were we were not sure what to do with the show for a while as it kept getting pushed and we weren't sure. We were supposed to have guests and then we were like, eh. But uh, hopefully we're able to get back on track in the next week or so. Possibly if this game, you know, does end up happening and then the Cowboys game is played on Tuesday, then things will be back to some sort of normalcy and we can return back on schedule and get things going again. But until then, we appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll get we'll get a mailbag soon, sometime, sometime in the next seven days. Absolutely. Appreciate everyone tuning in. You hinted there that we had been, you know, kind of toying with the schedule a little bit. We should be 100% back on track this coming week. We just, like you said, wanted to be 100% certain when this game was going to be played. We still obviously aren't, but, uh, you know, figured how to get something out regardless. So dropping on a Tuesday for your pleasure. And uh, we will be back recapping it hopefully on Thursday, you know, kind of a little after the game uh, recap session. It's going to feel weird doing that at like 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night. But, you know, it is what it is. We're just kind of rolling with the punches here. So that's where we're at. Like I said, appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, feel free to follow the show on social media. If you're not already at podcast beat down, follow me at Jake Luke. That is L O U Q U E. Follow Spencer on Twitter at Ravens for dummies. Uh, follow Baltimore underscore beat down on Instagram and check us out on Facebook and also subscribe to the show. If you haven't already, leave us a nice review and a five-star rating. Really appreciate everyone who has been doing that for us and uh, who will continue to do so down the line. It's been a weird week. I hope we are providing you guys with a little bit of context, hopefully a little bit of entertainment in this strange week as a Ravens fan. And uh, we're going to be pulling like hell for uh, RG3 and the ragtag uh, B squad to go out there and get something done on Wednesday night. Like we said, not optimistic. It results in a win. But uh, I would say just sit down, remember where you're at, uh, and take stock of it because it is going to be one of the strangest, most memorable viewing experiences as an NFL fan you're probably ever going to have regardless of the outcome. So just keep that in mind. Talk to you guys again later in the week, like I said, and uh, you have yourselves a tremendous time until then. We will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Peace. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys. See you later. All right, God bless. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs>